Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Women's Empowerment Series. I'm so excited about this episode today. I have with me May Gerhardt, who is a financier, an executive, an amazing woman and so bright and combining between the finance, the science of finance and uh, energetics and spirituality. Welcome May. I'm so honored to have you today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. So we're going to have an exciting conversation. Let us know where you joined us from. It's, I can see already beautiful faces joining us today. Let us know how, where you're connecting. We're live streaming in different platforms on Facebook, LinkedIn, and also YouTube. And uh, if you're watching us on replay, just say replay. So I'm going to give you the floor, May, and tell, me, tell us about you. Yeah, so I, um, I am a wealth activation architect and uh, everybody is like, well, what exactly does that mean? It's a CFO, but it's a little different because when you're looking at somebody who's a CFO, they're primarily focusing on the business. I'm here for your entire financial life. We're looking mm -hmm. at your personal goals down the road and how we can utilize your business and your finances and your husband's position mm -hmm. to make the life of your dreams by getting the money in the right places so you can head down that road. Wow. So everyone needs to have a May in her side because we all need that, right? Yes. <laughs> so I love the way you said wealth activation. What does it mean? Why do you say activation? How do you activate wealth? Yeah. So um, I activate wealth because in, in a lot of women, we're kind of uh, a bit oppressed when it comes to it. Not not for any particular reason, but because we haven't had the chance to really own ourselves or, or recognize our wealth. We're always busy taking care of people, taking care of our children, our friends, our family, our spouses. We're never really able to fully embody that wealth. So I like to help women activate that within themselves. I love that. So hello, we have Bangkok here, US here, Morocco. So we have people joining us from all around the world. And we want to give you a fascinating, like a very fascinating conversation because, um, you know, money and wealth is always makes us nervous somehow, right? Because uh, either we don't understand it or we worry about it. How do you approach that? You, I mean, how did you approach it throughout your career? And I would love you to tell us about your career, how you started as you know an executive, and now empowering through this wealth activation. Hi, Sierra. Oh, so it's I, good to see you. Sorry, seeing everybody can't jump in. in. <laughs> I actually, I started a little bit backwards. I was working in a computer programming uh, company, a startup, and they needed help with their uh, accounting and finance, and I didn't realize. Uh, that that was what I was good at. So I kept getting pulled in, pulled in, pulled in, and eventually took over their accounting, became their CFO. Um, and I moved over to another small business and I was working for the man, helping them grow their business, grow their finance, grow, grow this empire. Mm -hmm. And I kept seeing that and I didn't like it because it was just one person and he wasn't taking care of the people. 
So then I moved over to an investment advisory firm so I could work out through all of the tax and all of the finance, kind of understand how the money wiggles on the personal side. Right. And after that, I moved out and started my own where I could connect to the business with the personal side. So it's all in one place so that there's one cohesive understanding of the numbers. I love that. And I, and I think this is so important, mainly for women entrepreneurs or solopreneur or entrepreneur, because to be able to connect between the two pockets and not merge them and mix them, I think that's one of the big challenges, right? Mainly when you're a solopreneur, right? So oh, definitely. What did you draw from, you know, what from watching this, you know, this throughout your career? What is it that's, you know, was uh, something that strike you that you can share of how to, as an advice to how to be able to separate these pockets and merge them or, you know, find coherence in them. The biggest thing that I saw was recognizing that your business isn't you, mm -hmm. but it's another persona of you separate from you. You guys work together. And as the moment that you start looking at your business as if it's its own entity mm -hmm. and having those conversations and asking it what it needs Yes. And then telling it what you need, you end up finding a better energetic balance than when you give everything to your business or take everything out of your business. It I kind of creates that. that beautiful relationship to work together. I love it. And it's not just the relationship. If something doesn't go the way you want it, it's your business. It's not you, right? Yes. Yes. And you can disconnect from that. Um, I was talking with a client the other day and they were they weren't sure how to continue setting these boundaries with their with their clients because uh, they would write things off here and there. And I, I told them, you know, you you have your plan and this is your plan and this is your business policy. And these are the rules. And when you say, oh, well, this is just a company policy, you're removing that that ownership of, of the wiggling and niggling mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you're moving it over to this is a strict structure of this business of the persona of the business so it's not that you have to feel shame in it this is That's the right. rule excellent which means you can you can uh, in, reinforce the boundaries and reinforce the rules and it's not and you don't feel bad about doing it because it's not you Exactly. Yeah. And you can always talk to the business to see if you can make something work if you really truly feel that in your heart and desire to do that. But you kind of have that power, that boundary, that barrier to keep yourself strong. Yeah. And so you obviously worked mostly with men as an, you know, in, in executive setup. Yes. Uh, and now you work also with women. How do you see the difference? I, do you feel like there is more rigidity for the men? It's like they will never shake their boundaries or is it the Ooh. same? Hmm. Yeah, uh, men boundaries, they're very firm. Um, okay. You know, uh, you watch the guys at the office and they might have kind of like a friendly culture, but then the moment they go home, you know, and they toss on their different shoes and their different outfits, it's like they're a completely different person. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. What about women? Have you seen that? How do you see the approach business? What's your experience? It seems like with women, it's a lot more integrative. So a woman, when she's in her business, she still is a lot of who she is when she's there. And it's that she's taking the strong uh, personality of herself and showing that through her business. And then she, when she goes home and she's with family or she's with friends, she still has some of those pieces of her strong business persona that might shine through. Uh, for example, when your kids are supposed to be putting something away, you you pop up that that mama bear or that that uh, leader of, you know, you got to go get this done now. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. And you're a mother of three, which is impressive, and being able to do all of that. Uh, and uh, so you understand how to weave between the two and find the balance. How do you manage that? Tell us more. Oh, thankfully, we have daycare. Um, we did have a nanny for a while, um, which was, I, I even in myself in my position didn't feel I was allowed to or made enough or, you know, was high enough to, to be allowed to have a nanny. So mm -hmm. I actually had to break down a lot of my own barriers to hire one in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, But then we uh, we moved back to daycare, honestly, because having my little ones at the door made my heart <laughs> made my heart sink. So yes. when I would be like, no, I can't I can't play with you right now. Oh, yeah, because you work from home. So they show up in your office, but yes. they're very proud of their mama also working. Oh, yeah, they love they love coming in. They'll sit down with me. Um, my daughter, she'll help shred paperwork or, or nice. make piles with me if we need to do anything with paper. Um, she loves cleaning my office or taking out my trash. She's a super little helper. Oh, and she brings me snacks during the day. Oh, wow. I love that. How old is she? Uh, she's two. Oh, two and doing all of this. Smart. You, Of course, mama is smart. The daughter is smart. And I think that's incredible because, you know, that's the same thing with me. I'm a mother of four. So I have my children all the time around me. And in the beginning, when I was like, like well, I'll go live and then my little one will come because suddenly she insists on wanting something like now. And I felt, I felt so bad in the beginning, but I'm like, no, this is who we are. We are mothers and we are leaders and, you know, we are professionals and it's okay. And it feels okay to let all of that. And it's beautiful. And I think you are showing that so nicely because this is what I want from those platforms is to tell mothers that, you know, it's okay to be, to work and to be a mom in the same time and to do it together. It's messy, but it's beautiful also in the same time. <laughs> it is. And they're learning from us. What we're doing with them, what we're showing them right now is the same stuff and the same patterns that they're going to repeat when they get older. So we need to create that beautiful life that we want to see them have. Because sometimes when we're, we're sitting there and putting ourselves out, we can back into the thought of, okay, well, this is what I want to be able to see her do in the future. So I need to be strong now so that she can have that later. I love that because you're a role model for them. That is so true. And they, everything they see goes in their subconscious mind. So whatever you do, like, I remember mommy used to be like this. I remember she used to, yeah, I love that. I feel the same about, you know, like when you're a mom and you are working towards your dream, towards your goal, you're setting standards for your daughter and your son, for that matter. I mean, they, you know, they follow the same thing to actually continue and be happy and and work in the same time. Love that. Mm -hmm. mm. Ah, so I want to ask you another question about your work, and I think it's very intriguing. I mean, you're a CFO, financier, and understand that I'm a financier myself, and I'm so happy to be talking numbers with someone, so it's really good. But what you add to your numbers, the word of numbers, is energetics and alignment. How did you come about to bring that into your business? I see so much that money is is just another form of energy. It's a means to an end. And it's not necessarily the money that a lot of women are looking for. They're looking for freedom. They're looking for flow. They're looking for ease. They're looking to be able to uh, purchase things that they desire or just feel that level of comfort. And so much of that we've, we've 
uh, tied to needing a certain number or having money or making money. And because of that, we kind of have this, this mixed grasp on money. So when I'm working with them, I try to move them away necessarily from looking at just at the numbers, but moving into the energy and feelings surrounding it. Because as soon as you move into that, the money just kind of starts to flow itself naturally now that it's no longer being told what kind of strict, rigid structure to move into. Wow. So you actually, it's almost you have a, an energetic projection of what you want and not the numbers that you need so that you can have or buy what you want. Is that what yes. it is? Yeah. Exactly. I, I have a client and she has a, she's desired to buy one of these beds. Uh, it's a ghost bed or something. Um, okay. And it's like $16,000. Okay. And so in her head, she needs to have at least $16,000 to buy this bed. Right. So yeah. instead, mm -hmm. you know, what if the bed comes in through another means? What if somebody, what if you win it? What if somebody gives it to you? What if you get a client who suddenly just pays you in full and gives you, you know, more than $16,000? So what if you move it away from it being necessarily the number and just letting that number kind of hang it on a pinboard is that's the address for this yeah. desire that you have. It's not that you have to meet that number specifically. I love that. So Heather is saying it's receiving over having. I love that. What, how, what can you add to that, uh, May? Oh, just being open to receiving is such a huge and important thing and something that a lot of women think uh, they don't actually have, even though they feel like maybe they're getting too much all the time. Uh, mm -hmm. Many, many women have such deep receiving blocks. Yeah, we do. Oh, yes. A lot of women. Like somebody tells you your hair is beautiful. You're like, oh, because I just made it and I did it and you don't know what to say. That is so true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, but I think that's the start, really, when you talk about opening the flow for things, you need to open the flow to receive. Why do you think we have so much blockage? Why, what do you think is coming from? I, I think it's a combination of unworthiness, um, but also maybe receiving things that you don't want, the unwanted attention when you're younger. Yes. Or uh, comments that you don't quite enjoy. I think we've learned a lot to step away from wanting to be in a receiving mode because of things that we didn't desire to receive. So we kind of close the door. You're like, I'm not, I don't want anything. I don't want the bad. I don't want the good. It just close the door. Yeah. Yes. It's like more a protection mechanism and that protection or defense mechanism. You're like, I'm lo locking it. So it's time to open everything. Yeah. Open up, open and start receiving because when stuff comes to you, you're allowed to say, no universe, thank you. Uh, try again. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't what I ordered, but you need to order the right thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, the gentleman's a little older than you were hoping for. So no universe. I'm looking for somebody in their mid 30s. Like Please try again. <laughs> yeah, <I like> that. <laughs> yeah. So your client, did she end up buying her, her bed, uh, the ghost bed or receiving it as a gift? Uh, she's currently in the process so we're seeing where it goes yeah it's gonna go beautifully it's like it's almost you know it's a, it's interesting because you know I worked as an executive for many years and now this past three years I'm completely into energetics and the law of attraction and understanding it and it turns out that everything in business every deal every decision making every transaction is actually all connected to energetics to your intuition and you receive what you think you will receive, right? 
You do because you're you're ultimately creating the path to it and opening up the flow to it. And it's just a matter of getting out of the way and letting it get to you. And you believe when you believe in it, you will let yeah, you let the path come to you. So how do you put numbers into all those flows? How do you connect that? You know, you work with Excel a lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Finance. <laughs> so numbers. And then how do you mirror that? So it's it's really interesting. It's a very yin-yang connection in that what I do on my end is I focus on handling all of the compliance, handling all of the taxes and forecasts, budgeting, accounting, spreadsheets, all of the numbers. So Cash you have, flows, all that. Yes. Yeah. So you have the numbers. You can look yeah. at the numbers. Mm -hmm. But then I help to use those base foundation numbers to show the proof which opens up the levels of comfort, which then lets them grow and expand. Ah, I love that. So the numbers, you use them to reconfort them, to like, yeah. it's possible, to almost open the consciousness to what's possible. Yeah, so you yes. can extend them. Yeah, I like that. And then we try to, I also use them to help people back into, what did you do before? Mm, yeah. Not, not what was your seven-day launch what were you doing around that time? Oh, you went on a vacation with your husband for a week and just completely blew off work. Let's do that again and see what happens. So we try to rebuild it, but not from necessarily the business specific business decisions that led to an outcome, but to the energetic decisions that led to that outcome. I love that. And that I think what you are saying, and you say it it's so well, it's, it's not about what you do. It's about how you feel when you do what you do. Exactly. And how you feel is the energetic. So if you feel good, if you know that things will work out, they will work out. The launch will be good. Yes, it is. It is. It is. And it and it just flows. And the more you believe in it, and it's it's. I hate to say it, it's almost like a cult of self positivity because it's as you move into <laughs> it, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you can't get out. But yeah. it's beautiful. It is, but it is beautiful, but it, you, you need so much willpower, so much focus to be able to have that because it numbers, you know, like really when you're, you know, a like Cartesian or say pragmatic, okay, so that we are really in the pragmatism of numbers and you don't see anything, you're like, okay, I would love to believe, but the numbers are not telling me anything. And that's what hard. It's like, how do you, you know, you say yin and yang, right? How do you swing between the two? So that one, um, one of the beauties of numbers is you can manipulate them. Mm. Oh, yeah. You just add a zero to the end. And even if it's not <laughs> truly what happened, you can see the zero on the page. Okay. You know, it's it's that the visualization of, you know, getting your bank account and like screenshotting your bank account and adding a couple zeros to it. You saw that number before. So how difficult is it to squeeze a couple zeros on the end? Nothing. I mean, yeah, I guess nothing. Why not? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So so using little mind tricks, using little pieces of manipulation to take something that's comfortable, normal and already known and moving it into something that's expansive. Mm -hmm. I like that. So, um, so everybody watching us, if you have a number, add two zeros. Do we add two zeros today, May? Let's two do zeros. It. So let's add two zeros. Everyone, we are 100x in whatever everyone is thinking about and let it play. And, and the 100xing, I mean, it's amazing because with 100xing, you're really reaching out there. And as long as you don't have it as like, if I don't hit that 100x, then everything is horrible. Yeah. 
every every step beyond where you were currently is beautiful. And it's so much easier and gives you so much more room for growth and expansion when you look at something a hundred times than if you just try to double it or increase it by like 10%. Because when you're trying to move it in such small iterations, you're trying to control it. And that control is not something money likes. When money wants to come, it wants to come to you. And if your pocket's not big enough, if your cup's not big enough, it's going to go to a cup that is. So mm. with that 100x, you're giving it space to jump into your cup instead. I love that. You know, this is really beautiful, beautifully said, because it sounds so nice and so magical. And we all want to believe it. And we want to want to do 100k, 100x it. But the incremental percentage, this is what we think and we feel we can do in reality. See? And so you can push someone to add to the <laughs> People are enjoying our conversation <laughs> because it's fun uh, to be able to dream bigger. But how do you align with that truly? How do you say, but that's not true? How do you say it could be true? How do you change from that's not true to it could be true? Because, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, you can respond to that. Tell me. So maybe we're not feeling it in the moment, and that's mm -hmm. okay. And we can create a future, and we can see it in the future. So we focus in a, on being a future thing, but that future can be in five minutes. Mm, yes. That future could be in five years. That future could be in 100 years. So by focusing on the end goal and seeing it from yourself and then seeing it in the future, because obviously right now it's not true, but having that potential, that possibility so that we can see it in the future. And then we start pulling it towards ourselves. How do we pull this towards ourselves? Start recognizing it and making little incremental changes, little incremental shifts so that we're living in that new reality now. That's really what brings into it. If you if you envision yourself wearing uh, this nice yellow cover up, then buy the nice yellow cover up. Now you're one step closer to being that person in the picture by the pool, sipping in the middle of the day, watching a yeah. hundred million dollars pop into your bank account. So by you by can building that visualize you doing it. Yeah. Yes. And and when you anchor into things, when you when you have this vision of what that looks like, all you have to do is start collecting the pieces. That's right. Because the puzzle will complete itself. Yeah. And you saying something very powerful here because often we do not visit the emotions that we want to have when we reach that level of wealth. And to be able <laughs> to do that uh, by, by uh, visualizing things, imagining that you're actually holding things in your hand, that it's real, that it could be real. Yeah. And more you do that on a daily basis, more it would grow in you, right? Yeah, go out and touch them. Go out and smell it. If there's a car you want, go sit in the car and drive it. Take it for a test drive. If there's a house you want or you know you want to buy into a neighborhood that's well beyond your means at the moment, walk through houses. Go to the open houses. Schedule it. Walk into it because you're not going to be able to expand your current vision outside of where you are unless you start to experience it. And if you can't quite visualize it and come up with it inside your head, go do it in real life. I love that. That's true. Because we ended up, we visualize what we have around that. We imagine what we already know. And if your vision is big, you want to imagine something you don't know. Yeah, but you're dreaming. Yeah. yeah we, don't, we don't understand what it's like to have a million dollars sitting in the bank account. So we can't quite imagine how that feels like. So how do we get there? How do you get there? Tell us, May. May your financier here. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you finish here, you probably run with millions of dollars. That you know, it's like because that's what we play with, right? When you are a CFO of big institutions, but when yeah. you alive. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, it's easier because I have other people's bank accounts to play in. Yeah, that's, um, what, I was to, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when you worked, you know, I worked at the World Bank. So like the minimum project you're thinking about is like $100 million. That's, you know, like that's the smallest project. So these are <laughs> number, you know, you run with. But what does it feel to actually think about that in real life? Um, some of the things that I've had my clients do is um, have a family friend hire them a cleaner for the day just to, to move into like, oh, there's somebody here or pay the extra 20 bucks to have somebody valet park your car, yeah. upgrade to business class when you're going on a flight somewhere, show up in a town and get a room when you get there. Mm. Um, oh. Just little things that are just kind of like so not obvious that can help make you move and grow. Um, one of the things I did is um, I actually called a local florist and I gave him my number and I asked them to randomly deliver me flowers three times this month. And they would you just show up and I would get these beautiful flowers and they would have these beautiful notes on them. And I never knew when they were coming. And it was, just, it was an amazing surprise for myself. <laughs> And you are welcome in receiving because that's you're ready to receive anything any day. I absolutely love this. This is like I, tricking, <laughs> tricking your mind to become a receiver. too, though, because yeah. I had to stop waiting for them to show up. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, you're like. <laughs> and did you manage to stop waiting for them? I, I stopped. Yeah. Uh, the first one didn't show up until it was about ten days in to the month. I was, I was the first day or two. I was like, oh, they're going to be here. Oh, they're going to be here. Oh, where are they? Oh, where are they? Oh, did they forget about me? Oh, did they charge my card yet? And I was like, I was trying to control it. And I realized that. And I was like, you know what? Okay. They'll show up when they show up. Yeah. And just and stepping away from it. I, and that's the energetic you want. You want to have the projection. You know, things are coming and you don't control when they are coming. And that's the hardest part, really. The hardest stop is to stop controlling things surrendering yeah yes oh i love that and when you surrender you let it's that's what you know miracles happen magic happens you can attract anything in your life mm. yes yes and so when my third third uh, set of flowers uh showed up apparently my husband was speaking to the florist and uh, mentioned about how i love chocolate from josh early so my third round of flowers that showed up also showed up with a box of my favorite chocolates <laughs> Here we go. No, you <laughs> didn't expect that at all. <laughs> oh, I love that. This is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And this is celebrating yourself. And I think really the essence of all this beautiful conversation is that, you know, it's so nice to be so witty and smart and, you know, you know, your stuff, your numbers, your business, but just let yourself also be celebrated. Enjoy the moments. Let the emotions take you. And we long for that so much, yet we don't give the time for it. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And sitting down at the end of the day and thinking about all the things you're grateful for is a beautiful way to, to really sink mm -hmm. that in and feel that again. Because when we go to sleep, we're thinking about what we did all day and we can choose if we're going to program the same day we had before in, or if we're going to make little adjustments and pay attention to all the shiny, beautiful romances we had during the day. Love, yeah. Out the window and you see the sun, you look over and your kids are playing beautifully, even though they've been mm -hmm. fighting all day. Those, those little pieces. Yeah. Focusing on those. 
and bringing them up so that when you go to sleep, you're thinking of all the beautiful things so that you're programming yourself for those beautiful things to repeat the next day. Absolutely. And you become a match for all beauty in your life. I love that. Yet your mind, when it goes into numbers, it goes like, all the numbers are there. <laughs> Yeah. This has been such a delight. You are an incredible woman, May, and thank you for sharing all these uh, thoughts and beautiful insights uh, because this is the time where, you know, it's good to know, to, uh, to master your knowledge, your expertise, be excellent in what you do, but also bring the beauty of life in your daily, daily task, daily everything. I love that. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited <laughs> to, to have been able to share. So um, how can they get in touch with you, whoever is interested to learn more about wealth activation? Yeah, so um, uh, my website is alignedwealthstrategy.com. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, I'm on Instagram very poorly as a wealth activation architect and on Facebook as well. Oh, so you are an architect. That's what you add to yourself, architect. I love that. Wealth Activation Architect. Well, this was incredible. You are amazing. Thank you for sharing all of this. Everybody today, you 100x whatever your objective was for this month, for this year, for whatever you want and believe and let it happen, yeah? Yes, make the space and, and be ready to receive because it can come for you if you leave the space. Yeah, anytime it could come. 10 days, six months, two years, it doesn't matter. Just let it, it will come, yeah. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for being with us. We had people from all different parts of the world. Thank you, ladies, for being with us. And uh, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Mm -hmm.